Again, I want to, again, just bring a new message here from the book of Proverbs, a thought given here in the book of Proverbs. Again, taught, uh, again, by, uh, I believe, Solomon to his son. And certainly, again, an important one here tonight. And again, one that's really worth repeating and also considering here tonight as we consider a thought from Proverbs chapter 13. But I want to read, first of all, here tonight, just a few verses from the beginning of Proverbs 13. And then we'll skip to verse number 13 through 15, where we'll find our text here tonight as we consider this truth from the Word of God. The way of transgressors is hard. The way of transgressors is hard. Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 1, it says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth his lips shall have destruction. The soul of the slugger desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of diligence shall be made fat. Skip with me, if you would, to verse number 13. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Good understanding giveth favor, but... The way of transgressors is hard. I want us to consider tonight those words there from Proverbs chapter 13 where the Bible says this, the way of transgressors is hard. Let's go ahead and pray together as we consider this thought from the Word of God here tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, again for your word here today. Thank you again for this opportunity. We can consider a thought that a father wanted to pass on to his son a thought that should be passed on to children, and a thought that each one of us should be familiar with. Help us again by your grace again to understand some things about transgressions, but also uh, this thought, this principle about transgressions that would leave us with, would leave an impression on us here tonight. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, again, considering this text here, again, we see the word transgression used here a few times in this passage. Again, I just want to go, have us go back to verse number one and two. It says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. So the Bible talks about the transgressor and he'll eat violence. Look at verse number 13. It says, Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. And so you see even in this verse, in verse number 13, it mentions again a person despising the word of God and then being destroyed. And then you have someone on the flip side, someone fearing the commandment and being rewarded. And then verse 15, again, the verse that we want to consider here largely here tonight. The Bible says, good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressions is hard. The way of transgressors is hard. That's something I want you to stick with you here tonight. I want that to stick in your life. The way of transgressors is hard. It's going to be hard for the transgressor. Sometimes in this life it may not be hard. 
We know that from the guy who died having Lazarus outside his gate. And the Bible said he lived sumptuously every day. And yes, his life during this life was a pleasant life. It was probably a prosperous life. It was a life of a rich man who had everything. And he could even give to a person who had basically nothing. And one would say maybe his life wasn't hard. It doesn't line up with the scripture. It wasn't hard, but his life that followed this life was definitely hard. We can look at Luke chapter 16. We won't hear tonight, but we find in the Bible his life after death was very hard. He thirsted and he desired for just a drop of water to cool his tongue because he was tormented in the flames of hell. The way of transgressors is hard. And it's a reality that even with it being hard doesn't mean that we won't take that way. Just because something hard doesn't mean that a person won't follow that way. It's been said that most must learn the hard way. People learn in the school of hard knocks. People learn and they, again, only learn because they go through the difficulty of seeing that something maybe that was taught to them was something that's good and right, but they need to test it and try it for themselves. Again, you can explain to a young child, it's hot, that stove, don't touch it. Don't touch that stove because it's hot. Don't touch that glass because it's hot. Don't touch that pan because it's hot. You better put your shoes on, it's hot out there on the pavement. And yet you'll find a child burn their feet sometimes. You'll see their, a child burn their hand in hot water. You'll see again a, a child again maybe touch a hot stove and, and bear the scars for the whole life because they didn't believe hot was hot. Because they, for some reason, don't want to follow what they've been taught. Kids sometimes learn the hard way when it comes to hot. They also learn the hard way when it comes to cold. I wonder how many children today have frostbite. I mean permanent frostbite. I mean, you go outside and, and uh, maybe, I don't know who you are, but you have permanent frostbite. It may not be your fault. Maybe you didn't think it was cold one day and you stayed out too long in the cold weather and you froze your cheeks or you froze your hand or you froze your feet or you froze your toes or whatever it might be. And uh, sometimes you learn some of the hard way, whether it comes to cold or whether it comes to hot, uh, again, that, that we should, again, consider maybe what is being taught or what is told us. Maybe mom or dad would say to us, you know, you better put a, a stocking hat on or it might freeze your ears. Or, again, they might say, you better make sure you wear some warm boots because it might freeze your toes. And yet there's people that certainly bear the scars of learning what is hot and cold. You know, when it comes to being taught, maybe about something as simple as uh, risk management or experiment management, you know, many teens, they just have to check out the edge. They have to check out whether that's really bad for them. They have to test out drugs, whether they really could destroy them. And how many a teenager has been destroyed through drugs or alcohol? or some kind of abuse they were involved with, or how they've had their life damaged through, again, maybe skipping over wise advice, parental advice, maybe school advice, maybe just really average good advice, and they've 
had their lives ruined to some degree because they decided, you know, I'll just try it anyways. I'll just test the limits anyways. I'll just take the dare anyways. I'll just do something that's stupid and dumb anyways. And I'm not saying it's only teenagers that do that. Certainly it's not. A lot of us have made uh, unwise decisions, whether as a teenager, a young person, a child, or even as an adult. The way of transgressors is hard. Again, there's going to be some difficulties that follow transgressing wisdom, transgressing the laws of God, and transgressing that which is uh, good to do versus that which is wrong or wicked to do. Again, in our text there, verse number 50, we see the word transgressors. I just want to define that, first of all, here to some degree. A transgressor is one who violates the law of God. It may be a criminal offense, it may be a moral offense, but they violate the law of God, or they violate the law of the land. Again, let's turn, if you would, keep a marker here, if you would, we'll be back in Proverbs, but let's turn to James chapter 2 in the New Testament. Overstepping the boundaries is also a way of, again, defining what a transgression is. But I think, again, here, James chapter 2 and verse number 11 and following, you find kind of a good definition, again, a working definition when it comes to this idea of transgressions. Uh, Transgressions are violating the laws of God and violating the laws of the scriptures. I want to start out in verse number 10, and I want to read verse 11 alongside it, as you'll see again, transgression defined there in verse number 11 to some degree. It says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend in one point, is guilty of all. For he has said, do not commit adultery, and said also, do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. And so a transgressor is someone that violates the law of God. They've been taught something to do. He has said, Who's he has said? Well, God has said. Moses has said, do not commit adultery. Do not kill. And if you don't commit adultery, but you kill, you still violate the law. You're a transgressor. A transgressor isn't someone who just maybe, again, is someone who violates the law all the time. But it's someone who violates the law and does so by choice. And so as we consider some thoughts on the hard way, or the way of transgressors is hard, I want to share some scriptures that reinforce this thought. Let's turn to Psalm 107, verse number 17. I'm sure you and I have experienced, again, the school of hard knocks maybe sometime in our life. We did something maybe that we were told not to do or we were told to do, and we found uh, as a result of doing something we were told not to do or something we were told to do, we found ourselves in a place of uh, struggle or affliction or trouble or adversity or guilt. The Bible says here in Psalm 117, uh, sorry, 107, verse number 17, it says, Fools because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Fools because of their transgressions 
and their iniquities are afflicted. So to transgress the law of God is foolish. And sadly, we act as fools when we transgress the law of God. But is the fool, because of their, I have that circle in my Bible, their transgression and their iniquities, they are afflicted. Anytime one chooses to break the law of God or break the rules or laws of the state that are for our good and for our benefit and for our protection, you can find often affliction. What is affliction? Affliction is simply pain, misery, adversity because of violating the law of God. Countless people could talk to you, again, from prison cells about how they violated the law of God or the law of the land, and now they sit in a place of affliction. Affliction. Sin causes misery. You can count on that. May not come right now, might not come right away, but it'll come someday. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 11, if you would. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 15. Sin causes our misery. Our iniquities cause our iniquity. Our transgressions cause our iniquity. If people are afflicted, often it can be traced back to poor choices that they made along the way. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 5, it says, The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. Who caused the pain? Who caused the problems? The person who violated the words of God. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 17, but understand this, that in some people's life, and I'm not saying most people's life, but I'm saying in some people's life, they live in a pattern of transgressions. They live in a pattern of transgressions. Proverbs 17, verse 11, it says, The evil man seeketh only rebellion. Only rebellion. The evil man seeketh only rebellion. His desire is to break the law, break the rules, have his own way, do his own thing. His whole life is centered around, again, transgressing. If morally this is wrong, he'll do it. If morally this is right, he won't do it. If this is the right thing to do, he won't follow that. He lives in a pattern of transgressions. Verse 11, it says, an evil man seeketh only rebellion. He seeketh only rebellion. And certainly get to that point, He's a hardened case, a hardened fool, a hardened transgressor. Turn to Psalm chapter 9. Psalm chapter 9. The bank robber, the thief, sometimes, not all the times, ends up in jail. Again, the violator of whatever law it might be. It might be someone that drinks and drives on the road. I know several people that have been in that predicament where they drink and got their DUIs and got one more DUI and got another DUI and then they lost their license. They lost their ability to have insurance. Some, again, I mean, really made a mess out of their lives. 
But you'll find in the Bible the way of transgressors is hard. Psalm chapter 9, verse number 16. The Bible says, The Lord is known by the judgment which he executed. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The choice is, again, sometimes that criminals or transgressors make can lead to trouble at their own hands. Because of their transgression, because their iniquities, they are afflicted. The way of transgressors is hard. And so I want to consider here a few thoughts on the hard way. First of all, and we've talked about this already, is the hard way is a way that people just pick and choose. They choose it. Some people choose a pattern of violating the truths of God. They seek, seek a way of rebellion. Others, again, seek to break the law here and there. Maybe not when it comes to, again, something, but maybe when it comes to something else, as it mentions there in the book of James. It's under Job chapter 15, but also the hard way, and again, we'll spend some time on this, is a painful way. And uh, again, I believe that's what the scriptures means by saying the way of transgressors is hard. It means that, again, that way is going to be a painful way. And uh, again, it's not always painful right away. Sometimes there's pleasure to begin with, with violating the scriptures morally, violating the scriptures when it comes to the laws, uh, violating the word of God in different ways. There seems to be pleasant ways to begin with. But uh, the Bible says here again in Job chapter 15 and verse number 20, the Bible says here, the wicked man travaileth with pain all his days, and the number of years is hidden to the oppressor. So the wicked man, he travaileth in pain all his days. And so again, when it comes to transgressing the law, it's a painful way. An extreme illustration of this. Let's turn over to Joshua chapter 7. An extreme illustration of this. Uh, the, the way of transgressors of t- is hard is found in, uh, again, a, a case, again, in, in Joshua chapter 7, where someone decided they're just going to do what they want to do. They're going to do what their, 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 uh, their lusts desire to do, do, do what their covenant uh, desires want to do. And uh, they broke the law when it comes to covetousness. They broke the law when it comes to stealing. They broke the law when it comes to destroying uh, what was supposed to be destroyed. And uh, we'll just read just a little bit here about what happened to Achan in Joshua chapter 7. Uh, we're going to just pick up at verse number 11, and we're going to skip through a few verses. Again, most of you are familiar with this, and so I'll skip down to verse number 16 after that. But uh, let's read Joshua chapter 7, verse number 11. It says, And Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they even have taken of the cursed thing, and have stolen, and dissembled also. And they have put it even under their own stuff. Israel stole something that was accursed. Verse 16 So Joshua rose up in the morning and he brought Israel by tribe and the tribe of Judah was taken. He brought the family of Judah and he took the family of uh, Zerites and he brought the family of the Zerites uh, man by man and Zebdi was taken and he brought his household 
man by man. And Achan, the son of uh, Carmi, uh, and, and the son of Zabdi, and the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done, and hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment, and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels of, of weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent, and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran into the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent, and the silver under it. They took them out of the midst of the tent, and they brought them unto Joshua, and unto all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. Now one might say, well, he just took some stuff as a spoil. What's the big deal? He took some stuff from the enemy, and he didn't destroy it, but he decided to cap it. I mean, he went out of his way, and he found these things, and he just kept them. He took them from the enemy. It's no big deal. God isn't concerned about transgressing the word of God and the things of God. No, he is. And this is an extreme example. Maybe, again, someone considered a harsh example on how the, trans, the, the way of transgressors can be very hard and very harsh. See, here, Achan tells him to confess his sins, and he confesses exactly to what he did. And someone says, well, at that point, mercy was going to be given him. That didn't happen, did it? It didn't happen. He said, I coveted them, I took them, I hid them, I put them aside. Joshua, again, has these things brought before the people of Israel. Verse 24 says, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedges of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them into the valley Acre. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones, and burned them with fire, until the, they had stoned them with stones. I don't know exactly why, again, it seems like, again, the, the, the iniquity seemed to fall on more than just the father here. But it appears in the Bible, maybe somehow the children were accomplices in this matter. It says in verse number 11, it says, Israel says, And they have also transgressed my covenant that I commanded. They have even taken, they have taken of the curse and have Stolen, dissembled also, and put it even among their their own stuff. He uses there there, doesn't it? I mean, common language would tell us somebody else was involved besides Achan. I don't know for sure. I mean, Achan confesses that he did it. He says, I have sinned against the Lord. I saw this and I took this and did this or whatever, but were his children accomplices in this matter? Was the family accomplices in the matter? I don't know for sure, but maybe they were. And if they were, they suffered as accomplices in this transgression against God. 
and his word. His sons, his daughters, his oxes, his axes, his sheep, and all that he had were brought there. And the Bible says they were stoned, verse 25, and they were burned. Can you imagine the pain of that? Can you imagine how horrible that would really be to be in that kind of a situation? I mean, just coveting and stealing. Someone says, well, they got it back. Nothing should happen. Well, that's not how it went. The way of transgressors is hard. Someone says, well, if someone again confesses herself, they should have mercy and pardon and all those kinds of things. But mercy is not guaranteed. Mercy is not guaranteed. Pardon is not guaranteed. Again, in certain situations, I don't understand, again, exactly why. But you see in the Bible, the way of transgressors is hard. Let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 21, verse number 7. Again, this idea of it being painful, again, when it comes to doing something that violates the word of God, you can count on it that, again, there will be some kind of pain that will foul the transgression. Maybe it's emotional pain. Maybe it's mental pain. Maybe it's guilt, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, this fouls the person that transgresses. Again, we could consider, again, how that guilt fouled David and how he lost joy after he had sinned in adultery with Bathsheba. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 7, it says, The robbery of the wicked shall destroy them because they refuse to do judgment. I have written off to the side Joshua chapter 7, verse 16 through verse 11. Destroyed Joshua. It destroyed Achan. Again, the hard way is a painful way. Job said, wrote this, the triumph of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite is but for a moment. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. There may be some pleasure attached to, again, breaking the word of God and, again, defying the things of God and be a rebel uh, before God. But short term, there may be a season of pleasure. In fact, again, the Bible seems to indicate there will be a season of pleasure, and Satan again teases people with this pleasure and again hangs out, so to speak, his apple that has worms in it and says, take, eat, this is good for you. This is tasty. This is wonderful. This is enjoyable. This is pleasurable. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect on the recompense of reward. Moses could have sat around enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season, taking the place of a prince, possibly being the grand leader of a land, having pleasures that kings and rulers have. He could have took that way. But he took and chose the way of eternal life instead of temporary pleasure. Enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Four seasons in a year, right? I'm not saying that's the word here, but I'm saying there's four seasons in a year. Even if someone could enjoy just one season, summer, or the season of summer in their life. There's winter coming. 
And after winter, there's death, in a sense, if you're talking about the seasons of life. Enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season, tis true. But again, those season, that season is but temporary. Let's turn to Psalm 32. The Bible mentions, again, I'll uh, again come back to, again, to the book of Proverbs, but it mentions here in Psalm chapter 32, again, another passage that reinforces this principle that the way of transgressors is hard. It says here in Psalm 32 and verse number 10, it says, Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. So in following the way of transgressions, many sorrows being the wicked, or on the flip side, someone trusting the Lord, finding mercy, compassing him or her about. Lawbreakers will suffer. Tribulation, anguish to every soul that doeth evil. Romans chapter 2 says that. Tribulation and anguish upon every soul that doeth evil. Let me say this about the hard way. Thirdly, it is a peaceless way. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 59. Again, someone following the way of fools or the way of transgressions will find again that way to be a peaceless way. Again, they go through life seeking peace. They're not going to find it. They're not going to find it in this life. They're not going to find peace until they find eternal life. There's no satisfaction. There's discouragement. There's distress. There's pleasure here and there. There's sleeplessness at times. There's peacelessness at times. There's guilt at times. And this is described here in Psalm 59. And I want to read again through part of this passage here, just a little bit of it. Psalm 59, verse number 2, it says, But your iniquities have separated you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Skip to verse 6, it says, Their webs shall become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are the works of iniquity. The acts of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. And then notice verse 8. The way of peace they know not. But all these things going against them. And yet the Bible says concerning the way of peace, they know not. It goes on and says that there is no judgment in their goings. They have made their, them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Not going to be peace to the transgressor. His crooked paths will lead to peaceless paths, which will lead to troublous, troublous paths. Look at verse number 12. Again, mentions transgressions here also. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our, sin great, uh, our sins testified against us, for our transgressions are with us. As for our iniquity, we know them. You, know, you can't erase what you've done. You can't erase what others have done. Again, many have a conscience that's like the troubled sea that cannot rest. Isaiah 57 Mentions that also. Again, let's just back up there. It's just a few verses back here. Actually, chapter 2 back. Verse number 20, Isaiah 57, verse 20 and 21. 
It says, but the wicked are like the troubled sea, which cannot rest, whose dirt cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. And so the hard way is going to be a peaceless way. It's not going to be a healthy way. It's not going to be a helpful way. It's going to be a, a tough way. Let's turn to Romans chapter 5. just want to mention this. Again, when we have no peace, how can we find peace? Well, we find in the New Testament that we can find peace from our transgressions through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the blood of Christ. Romans chapter 5 here, verse number 1, says this, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. No peace for the transgressor, but there's peace through the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace through the blood of Christ, it talks about there in Colossians chapter 1. And so again, if you're peaceless, it's because of your transgressions and your sins that testify against you. I want to mention here finally, again, when it comes to, again, uh, the, the way of transgressors is hard or the hard way. The hard way is a very punishing way. Let's turn to Job chapter 31. Job chapter 31. Again, just a few more verses and we'll be done here tonight. Job chapter 31. Again, when it comes to, again, following the way of transgressors, you're going to find that way to be a very punishing way. And again, I believe Solomon wrote this to his son just to tell him something. Hey, transgressing is going to be hard on you. Keep that in mind. Transgressing is going to be hard on you. And again, you'll find again that to be true. And uh, something again is Father wanted to pass on to him. Job 31 verse 8, it says, Is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? Is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? There's a punishment connected with violations of the scriptures psalm 37 let's turn over there again it has a little bit to say over there and again i just want to again just reiterate here tonight again through salvation your transgressions can be forgiven your iniquities can be covered your sins forgiven you can be given a pardon psalm 37 here verse number 38 Again, speaking of the subject of transgressions, it says here in Psalm 37, verse 38, it says, But transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Notice verse 38, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together. Hard way will lead to destruction. It will lead to punishment. Again, it mentions destroyed together, punished together. Sometimes transgressions are done by a group, by people together. Maybe a gang goes out and does something. Maybe a group of individuals go out and do something together. And they hurt themselves and they hurt others and they violate the scriptures. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's important for us to remember, again, the way of transgressors is hard. Let's turn back to there. 
And we'll close there tonight. Again, Proverbs chapter 13. These are words shared from a father to a son and shared, I believe, to give us wisdom to live our lives. You know, I want to read through, again, just a few of these verses that we started out with in Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 1. It says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. Skip to verse 13. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. I'm going to read verse 14 and 15. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. It's a hard way because it's painful. It's a hard way because it's peaceless. And it's a hard way because it's punishing. And so keep that in mind. Transgressing the word of God is going to be hard. Let's close as we consider the word of God here tonight.